Episode 13 Work was a blessing, Jackie thought. How had she not remembered this from the old days at the IGA? It was so simple. People wanted things. She gave those things to them. They thanked her. They paid her. Then, when her shift was over, she was done until the next day. It was not like home, where only the first two statements were ever true. Yes, there were downsides, like reporting to a kid almost young enough to be her son, and having to entrust poor Molly's care to Katie, Tessa, and even Kyle sometimes. Jackie could only imagine the contradictory signals Molly's pristine soul was absorbing from that bunch. On the plus side, the experience of caring for an inconsolable baby would probably discourage Katie from becoming one of Morton's many pregnant teenagers. That was a relief, because she and Stick were spending a lot of time together. They said they were rehearsing. Work, work, work. It was also a blessing in that it kept Jackie's mind off her husband and his upcoming comedy tour. As promised, he had purchased a van, a real bargain, he had insisted. Dull black, except for the orange primer on the driver's door. It looked like the devil's own vehicle. Kyle had hired Enrique, a kid from Katie's school, to custom paint the outside. Kyle wanted an underwater scene. Since when do you like fish? Jackie had asked him. I've always liked fish. How come you never got an aquarium? I knew you wouldn't like it. I like aquariums. Since when don't I like aquariums? Do you want an aquarium? No. At Carlsmart, everything was clear. There were bosses and there were underlings. There were policies on hairstyles, employee parking, sudden illness. You still had to punch out or find someone to do it for you. And the number of rings, two, after which any phone had to be answered. There was a scientifically determined location for every item in every aisle. There was no disorder or dirt, as outbreaks of each were spied instantly by closed-circuit cameras and set upon by trained personnel. There was a company word, incredible, and a company greeting. It's an incredible day at Carlsmart. Whenever the phrase came over the loudspeaker, customers and employees paused and lifted their heads. The store manager, Melvin, was approximately 24 and had a bachelor's degree in business from a nearby university. He also had pimples and aviator glasses with lenses that were supposed to get darker as the light got brighter. In Carlsmart, they stayed medium gray. Melvin proved more than happy to share his knowledge with Jackie. She spent her lunch breaks with him, soaking up information like the desert in a spring rain. Market research, Melvin said, as they munched hot dogs in his office overlooking the entire sales floor. Put it this way, do you think this Carlsmart is exactly the same as the one up by San Francisco? Hell no. Here we carry guns and ammo, beef jerky, and etc. Up there they don't want any of that. They're too delicate. You know what their Carlsmart sells? Recycled toilet paper. Jackie laughed with the appropriate shock. The point is, Melvin said with mustard working its way out of the corners of his mouth, it's all about research. People there aren't like people here, and Carlsmart takes that into account. We got computer guys back in L.A. who turn people into numbers, and then they crunch them all up, and out comes the exact inventory that we need for every store. The vision of crunched people made Jackie cringe, but overall, she thought, market research sounded like a wonderful idea. What it really was, was common courtesy. Ask people what they want, and then provide it. Jackie began thinking of ways to make Carlsmart's customers even happier. Let's dim the lights a little in the ladies' dressing rooms, she said. Let's put the insect spray right next to the inflatable pools. We could offer a free pair of gardening gloves with every wheelbarrow. Melvin was impressed. I wish my mom learned things as fast as you do, he said. He mentioned that a shift supervisor position would open up soon, and why would he have mentioned that except to indicate that it would be Jackie's? The clarity of Carlsmart stiffened the backbone of Jackie's faith. She had always been prone to overthinking, making everything more complicated than it really was. Pastor Mike was right. Faith, like work, was simple. Follow the procedures. Follow them well. They would take you where you had to go. 
What a relief to step into such well-worn tracks and let them lead her to her rest, whether that meant quitting time or heaven. The parallels were so striking, one Saturday afternoon she was inspired to witness right there at the checkout stand. She had never witnessed to a stranger before, a failing it was high time she corrected. Are you having an incredible day? she asked the woman in the brown sweater with the hole in the elbow. It was September and over a hundred degrees outside, but Carlsmart was air-conditioned to the point of chilliness. The woman's sweater showed that she was, one, cautious with her health, two, a planner, three, not wealthy, and or four, not vain. I guess. The woman shrugged and unloaded her cart. A faded beauty, she moved gracefully but hesitated. She probably felt guilty, Jackie thought. The things she bought were ordinary, facial tissue, some cough drops, lotion, but perhaps she didn't think she deserved even these small creature comforts. This made her the exact kind of person the Lord wanted, a sad one. Jackie placed the items in three blue and white plastic bags emblazoned with Carl in his race car. The woman slid her wrists through the handles to make sure she didn't drop the bags. Her left ring finger was bare, but Jackie spotted the lighter skin and the indentation revealing the recent removal of a band. When Jackie handed over the last bag, she touched the back of the woman's hand. Do you know Jesus as your personal savior, she said. The woman's brow furrowed. You mean, like, personally? Yes, exactly. How could anyone know him personally? He's been dead for almost two thousand years. Oh, but he's not dead. He lives right here in my heart, Jackie said, tapping her breastbone. And he can save you if you'll let him. Save me from what? From unhappiness. Jackie never liked to say hell. It sounded vengeful, like she rejoiced in other people's impending punishment, and nothing was further from the truth. In fact, the idea of hell so sickened her that she assumed she had misunderstood something very basic about Christianity. She intended to ask Mike about this in private one day. From unhappiness in the next world, Jackie explained, and this world, too. For Jackie believed no one should have to suffer, even in this mere shadow of paradise. She wanted to fling the woman's pain off her right this minute. Sadness! Back off! They would watch it float away like silk in a breeze. Are you telling me you're never unhappy, the woman said? Not even a little? The edge of her voice sharpened. She clutched her bags, the handles digging red stripes into her wrists. Of course I have moments when things don't seem to be going my way, Jackie said. But as a Christian, I give my problems to the Lord. He died for our sins, and... You let someone else be punished for your mistakes? The woman's eyes widened to the point where Jackie could see the whites above the irises. Like some kind of whipping boy? Jackie had misread this person. Her sorrow was a mask for rage. Jackie had seen it before, in Kyle's father, for instance, though with Bert the rage covered the sorrow. Jackie needed to let this woman go on her way. No meant not yet. That was what Melvin always said, referring to sales. No harm, no foul. That was what Pastor Mike said. But she had done harm, hadn't she, already? That picture of Jesus, Jackie thought, it was all wrong. He looked too meek. How could he possibly bear the burdens of the whole world, past and present, on those frail shoulders, already rent asunder on the cross? He ought to be a wolf with six-inch teeth that knocked you down and ripped the sins from your throat. Or she should think of him as fire, as Pastor Mike did, not that pleading, betrayed young man. I only want to help, Jackie said. Melvin's voice came over the loudspeaker. Jackie Majeski, please report to the office.